small business owners have a big journey ahead. We're here to make that road a little easier with effective tips on everything from sales and marketing to succession. This is the Legacy Academy. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of our podcast, The Legacy Academy, where we will talk to you about how you can build, preserve, and protect your legacy in business and beyond. I'm your host, Justin Grice, COO of LCO Law and co-founder of RealPro Coaching. And with me is my wife, attorney Natalia Willette Grice, the founder of LCO Law and RealPro Coaching based in Tampa, Florida. Natalia, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. Again, we're at the Legacy Academy. So a little bit about my background. I am an attorney here in the state of Florida. I have been practicing law for about 13 years. And in those 13 years, I've been serving business owner clients with their business planning, estate planning, real estate investing needs. And yeah, that's a little bit about my background. Justin, why don't you tell everybody about your background? So, um, yeah, I started out my career in New Hampshire. Uh, I started working for a manufacturing service provider. And uh, for the last almost 20 years, I spent my time as a quality manager for aerospace suppliers. Uh, The systems that I've helped build and maintain have been approved by companies like Boeing and Sikorsky and SpaceX. So pretty high-level aerospace companies. Awesome. (laughs) So today's uh, episode is called, What is Legacy? So Natalia, I'd like to ask you, what does legacy mean to you? So legacy, in my opinion, is what you leave behind, right? All of us, uh, unfortunately, to this day and age, have mortality, right? We, we, We won't be living forever. And so legacy is what we leave behind that creates a little bit of immortality for ourselves, for our family, for our business. And and legacy is essentially what we do to make an impact in in our lives and the lives of those that we care about and the lives of our community that goes beyond our lifetime. Yeah, that's really great. Um, It's kind of weird when you try to think about your legacy and what you're going to leave behind. Um, A lot of people figure that legacy is just something, okay, well, I, I left my kids an inheritance or, you know, I built this business and I'm just going to leave it to them. Can you give us an idea of how the idea of legacy factors in for business owners outside of the typical, you know, I'm going to leave this business to my kids? Yeah, sure. So when it comes to, to legacy building for business owners, um, it's an opportunity to be incredibly impactful, right? We, we don't start businesses we, because we just want to be mediocre providers of goods and services. We start businesses because we see that there's something in a particular industry that you know we want to change. And that change can bring about substantial impact into the life of our clients, into the life of our vendors. Um, and it can also impact the way the industry behaves and the way that other industries behave. Um, to give you an example of legacy, right, as far as business owners go, if you think about the impact of Amazon, right, completely flipped upside down the concept of online purchasing, right? And, yeah. and you know, for us nowadays, we think, oh, God, Amazon's been around forever, but we forget that 15, 20 years ago, this wasn't a thing. Us yeah. buying everything online was not a thing, right? And so the impact of legacy is what can the business that you're creating 
um, do to shift an entire industry. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny the, the way that you mentioned that because I remember Amazon when it was just a bookstore, you know, way back when, right. when it first started. You know, you never really heard of Jeff Bezos or anything. He, he wasn't the titan that of industry that he is now. Um, he started off humbly, you know, kind of like the story of uh, Bill Gates, you know, started in his garage, got a cash infusion from his parents, but built something monumental. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so that I think is the legacy factor for business owners. And, you know, at, at the point that you might be in in your business, you might be thinking, oh, I'm too small to make an impact. But the reality is, is that all businesses start out small, right? You have to think big, you have to think creatively, and you have to be willing to put in a plan in place to bring about that vision that you have for your business. So if I was going to say something regarding legacy for business owners, this is you really have to start thinking big in order for there to be an impact that you can call and consider a legacy beyond, again, leaving a business to your children. Right. And, and it's, it's interesting that you bring up the point of uh, thinking big, because uh, when, when, when we think of small business ownership, we don't think of that large impact. Where does thinking big factor in for small business owners? If they're in a little niche industry or something like that, how does thinking big really boost their level, you know, take them to the next level? So I would say when it comes to thinking big, take it back to that vision that you had when you first started your business. That thing that you saw, that opportunity where you said, whoa, I don't like how customers are being served here. I don't like the quality of the products here. I don't like how this service is being developed. Those thoughts that you had about there needing to be a change and you recognizing that there was an opportunity for change and an opportunity to serve your customers and your clients in a completely different way. That's where you can start out thinking big. And then also tied into the way that you've been perceiving the vision for your business. You know, where do you want your vision, to, your business to be three years down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road? Tie that back to that opportunity that you saw. And that's how you start thinking big for your business. Okay, excellent. So it, it sounds to me like you have, uh, it's like a practical and kind of a holistic approach to, to business planning. Can you speak on that a bit about how LCO Law and Real Pro Coaching kind of take that dynamic and shift it into a planning scenario? Yeah, absolutely. So when we have our, our business clients come in and you know we're helping them work with a business plan, we want them to start thinking beyond, and, and this is from the you know typical approach of somebody that calls a law firm, uh, their typical question is, hey, I'd like to create an LLC or a corporation. What legal documents do I need to be set up in a legally sound way? And that's very like short-sighted thinking. So what we do is when we bring in clients, we really want them to hone in and focus on what change do they want to bring upon to the industry that they're working in, whether it's real estate investment, whether it's the construction industry, um, maybe they own a flower shop, right? What changes do they want to see? And helping them focus and create an entire business plan with a strategy as far as like revenues. How do they want to have marketing be impacted in a different way? How do they want their sales to come about in a different way, right? Tying that shift and that vision to every step of their business along the way. And yes, legal agreements and, and getting corporate things put into place 
is part of it, but it's a very small part in what is actually effective business planning for the purpose of creating a legacy for your business. Yeah, that's really awesome. It, it sounds to me like you kind of dig deep when, when it comes to starting the planning that you, you like to get to know people on a more personal level, a deeper understanding of, you know, why they want to do what they do. Can you speak to that about, you know, the, the very starting point, somebody, you know, just filed for an LLC and they're coming to you for, you know, oh, you know, my articles of incorporation or things like that. How do you get to, to the core of, of what they're looking for? Well, uh, it's, it's resounding that you mentioned the word why, right? Uh, think about Simon Sinek's start with why, right? The why is the reason that pushes you and drives you to do anything in your business. And so that's part of why we dig deep into not only, okay, what kind of a business do you want to go into, but why do you want to go into it? What is the underlying reason that's motivating you to get up, right, to have these 70 to 80 hour work weeks when you start a business? Because it does require quite a bit of, of grit and motivation and determination. Um, and for a bit, uh, there's this like ongoing joke that as a business owner, you, you start out being the worst paid employee. And it's true. You, you do have to do quite a bit uh, blood, sweat, and tear work involved. And so you have to have that why motivating you behind the scenes to get you to where you need to be to get you to, to be brave enough to have those sales conversations, to get you to be brave enough and have the courage to go and put yourself out there, market your business, put yourself in the visible sphere of an industry in which you're now a newcomer, right, as a business. Um, and so why do we ask the questions that we ask, the in-depth questions of what's motivating you, who are you doing this for, what changes did you see or what kind of, you know, behaviors did you see in this particular industry or gaps did you see there that made you go, I can do this better. I, this industry deserves better. These clients and customers deserve better so that then you can go, okay, this is what I need to do. Step one, step two, step three as a business owner. Um, and you really do need a structured and strategic plan when you start a business, because if you go on the fly, you're going to be one of those businesses that fail within the first year or the first few years. And that's not where you want to be, right? None of us start a business with the concept of let's go and fail. <laughs> we want to be one of those that succeed, but success requires planning and strategy. And like I said, quite a bit of courage. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned courage because a lot of the things I mean, you and I have business coaches mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of what they say is to just do it, you know, um, how do you balance just do it with the amount of planning and strategy that you're talking about? Well, uh, like when you take on any large project, you have to break it down into chunks that are digestible, right? If you look at a, a like, oh my God, I've set out to have, you know, revenue goals of $250,000 this year, that can become overwhelming. So you want to break it down into, okay, what does that mean monthly? And then what does that mean weekly? And then what does that mean daily? And when you break it down into chunks like that, it becomes so much more manageable, right? It's, it's easy to go, okay, uh, in order to bring this in, I need to bring in $1,000 of revenue a day. 
$1,000 of revenue a day is actually quite manageable. Yeah, it's a heck of a lot more <laughs> more digestible, as you say, than, hey, I need to make $250,000 this year. Right, and that goes as far as you know any aspect of a business, whether you're creating sales scripts, right? Um, whether you're creating a marketing strategy, break it down into digestible bits because otherwise the sense of overwhelm is gonna stop you from taking action. And the reality is, is that the only way that you're successful in your business is by taking action. Right. And uh, one thing that you've always preached is never get bogged down by analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you're going to just sit there and overanalyze every step of the way, instead of taking any kind of definitive, you know, measurable action, you're not going to get anywhere fast. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can't say that I've done this perfectly along the way. I tend to be one of those people that not quite analysis paralysis, but over information uh, consumption. So uh, if, if you know me personally, then you know that I read a ton of books. And sometimes I use that as an excuse prior to moving forward with a project. Well, let me just learn a little bit more about this. Well, let me just learn a little bit more about that. Right. But the reality is, is that uh, in order for me to get things going in the business and to have grown it the way that we've grown it, I need to decide at one point or another, hey, I'm going to do this. It's okay if I keep learning about it, but let's start now. And it's okay if we have to do some modifications because we're learning additional things. That's fine, but at least we're getting it done. At least we're moving it forward. And that's the approach that you need to have in business. You have to be willing to not be perfect, right? Perfection is the enemy of success. You're not going to get anywhere by by saying, well, when the time is right or when I have every duck in a row, because the reality is, is that that's never going to happen. That's a, it's a myth we tell ourselves as business owners to to keep us in, in that comfort zone. But you've got to be comfortable getting uncomfortable to be successful in business. Yeah, it's, it's kind of become a, a mantra here at LCO that uh, we are more interested in progress over perfection. That's right. And, um, you know, not to say that we don't want to produce quality services for our clients, but the reality is, is that we're always going to be learning something new that's going to be improving the lives of our clients. And it's okay to not have it be this beautiful, pristine, perfection kind of idealized image that we have in our brain as business owners. It's okay because having a service that you know you're constantly improving is much better than I think the concept of thinking that what you have is perfect and having that mindset that nothing ever needs to change. The reality is that change is constant and ever present um, and that you just need to incorporate that and be comfortable with it in your business. But going back to the legacy aspect, right? How do we tie this all in, in terms of, you know, legacy for a business owner? Well, as I've mentioned, like you've, you've got to get it You've got to get it done. You've got to take action to establish a legacy, right? You, you've got to do that. Um, and number two with establishing a legacy, you have to have a strategic plan because, you know, hoping for the best and moving in a direction without much of an aim isn't really going to create a legacy. It's going to create chaos. Right. Now, so as you're talking about legacy and you have to do it, you know, start today, what is one thing that a business owner can do today, right now, to start to build, preserve, and protect their legacy? So one thing that I recommend that a business owner do today to start building and, and preserving and protecting their legacy is 
take the time to actually write down what your vision is for your business three, five, and 10 years down the line. You need to have something that's not like completely permanent, right? You can, you can change your vision as time goes by, but you need to have direction. It's kind of like when you decide, hey, you know, I want to drive to Phoenix. Well, if you don't put Phoenix on your GPS, you know, map guiding thing, uh, you're not gonna, you're not going to know how to get there, right? You've got to have a direction for your your vehicle, your business, right, to move toward. And so, having a vision written down that's got clarity, that's got a, a specific place where it needs to be three, five, and ten years down the road, that's going to start in the direction of building your legacy. Now, to preserve it and protect it. Uh, there's other additional steps that you need to take. Perhaps for today, for protecting your legacy, I would say absolutely designate somebody in your business to be able to take over if something happens to you. Um, Car accidents happen every day, uh, strokes, uh, aneurysms, all sorts of things can happen to us, right? And age is not a determining factor um, for when we become a person incapacitated through an accident. So it's really important to protect that legacy in your business that you designate somebody and really start today. Um, and as far as preserving that legacy, well, I recommend that you speak with a, an attorney that can help you can help guide you in saying, okay, how do we protect these assets that we've created for the business, right? To make sure that they're there, when they're needed for the people that need them most. That's your family that depends on you for your business income, right? Those are your employees as well. They're they're part of your team of what you're building. Right. And so those I would say are the steps, the steps to start building your legacy, right? Write your, your vision down for the next um, three, five, and 10 years. You need to have somebody designated to be able to take over if something happens to you in your business. And then you need to call an attorney to make sure that you've got a plan in place for passing that over to the people that you want your business to go through. That's great. Thank you so much. Uh, this is going to be about all the time we have for today, but I'm really excited to do this podcast with you. Um, we're, we're going to be dropping little nuggets about marketing and sales and mindset. I mean, you can't have a, a positive business if you have a, neg a negative mindset. I'm really excited to, to share this stuff with, with our audience and to, to move this forward, to, to start helping and bringing value to these businesses. Yep, uh, I'd have to say the same. And I would encourage all of you to subscribe to the Legacy Academy.